chapter twenty five of the double life of mr alfred burton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by kathleen the double life of mr alfred burton by e phillips oppenheim discontent burton gave a little start of surprise as he entered mr waddington's office seated on the chair usually occupied by clients was ellen my dear burton mr waddington exclaimed with an air of some relief your arrival is most opportune your wife has just paid me a visit we were discussing your probable whereabouts only a moment ago rooms all shut up ellen declared and not a word left behind nor nothing and little alfred come down with a messenger boy and such a mess as never was i hope he arrived safely burton inquired i found it necessary to send him home he arrived all right ellen announced you found a change in him burton asked if you mean about his finicking ways i do find a change ellen replied and a good job too he's playing with the other boys again and using those silly books to shoot at with a catapult which to my mind is a sight more reasonable than poring over them all the time i never did see a man she continued with a slow smile so taken aback as mr dinsham when he came to take him to the museum yesterday little elf wouldn't have nothing to do with him at any price burton sighed i am afraid he said politely that you may have been inconvenienced by not hearing from me on saturday inconvenienced is a good word ellen remarked i've managed to pay my way till now thank you what i came up to know about is this she went on producing a copy of the daily press from her reticule and smoothing it out on her knee burton groaned he looked anxiously at mr waddington have you read it sir he asked mr waddington shook his head i make it a rule he said to avoid the advertisement columns of all newspapers these skilfully worded announcements only serve to remind us how a man may prostitute an aptitude if not an art for sheer purposes of gain it is my theory mrs burton he went on addressing her that no one has a right to use his peculiar capacities for the production of any sort of work which is in the least unworthy which does not aim you follow me i am sure at the ideal ellen stared at him for a moment i don't follow you she declared brusquely and i don't know as i want to about this advertisement is it you alfred who's to be one of the directors of this menatogen or whatever they call it are they your experiences that are given here they are burton groaned mr waddington with a heavy frown took the paper what is this burton he demanded you had better read it burton replied sinking into a chair i mentioned it to you a little time ago you see the scheme has finally come to fruition mr waddington read the advertisement through word by word one gathered that the greatest discovery for many thousands of years would shortly be announced to the world a certified and unfailing tonic for the moral system was shortly to be placed upon the market a large factory had been engaged for the manufacture of the new commodity and distributing warehouses in a central neighborhood first come first served ten and sixpence a jar the paper fluttered out of mr waddington's fingers he looked across at burton burton sank forward in his chair his head fell into his hands what i want to know ellen continued in a tone of some excitement is what is there coming to us for this i never did give you credit alfred not in these days at any rate 
for so much common sense i see they have made you a director if there's anything in those rotten beans of yours you've more in your head than i thought to be trying to make a bit of use of them what are you getting out of it there was a dead silence mr waddington had the appearance of a man who has received a shock burton withdrew his hands from before his face he was looking pale and miserable i am getting money he admitted slowly i am getting a great deal of money ellen nodded her face betokened the liveliest interest mr waddington sat like a musician listening to an ill-played rendering of his favorite melody burton thrust his hand into his pocket i failed to send your three pounds on saturday ellen he said here are thirty-three hundred if you will take them and leave me for a little time it is not too much to say that ellen grabbed at the notes she counted them carefully and thrust them into her reticule her manner was indicating a change the hard contempt had gone from her face she looked at her husband with something like awe after all this was the signal and final proof of greatness he had made money aren't you pleased about it she asked sharply not that i ever thought you'd have the wits to turn anything like this into real solid account burton set his teeth i am afraid he said that i cannot quite explain how i feel about it there will be plenty of money for you for some time at any rate you can buy the house if you like or buy one somewhere else what about you she demanded ain't you coming back he did not move she rose to her feet raised her veil and came over to where he was sitting he smelt the familiar odor of lily-of-the-valley perfume blended with the odor of cleaned gloves and benzine the air around him was full of little violet specks from her boa she laid her hand upon his shoulder come and be a man again alfred she begged a little awkwardly you've got good common sense at the bottom still i am sure why don't you give up this tomfoolery and come home to me and the boy or shall i stay up she went on and have a little evening in town you've got the money why not let's go to a restaurant and a music hall afterwards we might ask the johnsons little elf would be all right and i put on my best hat in case burton looked wearily up ellen he said i am afraid i can't make you understand it is true that i shall probably be rich but i hate the thought of it i only want to be left alone i have made a mistake and yet heaven knows it was hard for me to escape before very long he added his voice sinking a little lower it is quite likely that you will recognize me again completely i dare say then i shall be very glad to go to the theatre with you and to meet the johnsons just now i-i can't ellen began to tremble before long you'll be very glad eh she exclaimed well we'll see about that i'm sick of this begging and praying of you to behave like a reasonable person if there's another woman who's come along why out with it and let me know you don't understand mr waddington interrupted gently your husband and i have both come under the influence of these these beans it is not possible for us to live as we have been accustomed to live well i like that ellen declared do you mean to say this is going on burton looked up on the contrary he announced it is coming to an end with me at any rate until it does come to an end it will be kinder of you and better for both of us for you to keep away she stood for a moment quite still her back was turned to them her shoulders were moving when she spoke 
however her tone was still hard and unsympathetic very well she said i'll go back to garden green but mind you my man she went on none of your sneaking back home just when you're ready for it next time it shall be as i choose i'm no wishy-washy creature to be your wife one moment and something you can't bear even to look at the next no i don't want none of your monkey tricks opening the door she went on angrily as burton rose to see her out stay where you are i can find my way out of the place she departed slamming the door after her mr waddington came and sat down by his former clerk's side tell me burton he asked kindly how do you come to do this thing it was the professor and the girl he murmured they made it seem so reasonable it is always the girl mr waddington reflected the girl with the blue eyes i suppose whom you told me about the girl of the garden burton nodded her father is a scientific man he explained he wants money badly to go on with some excavations in assyria between them all i consented waddington he went on looking up i was beginning to get terrified i had only two beans left i have parted with them they could have lasted me only a few months i thought if i had to go back i would go back free from any anxieties of work in an office wealth must help one somehow if i can travel surround myself with books live in a country i can't ever be so bad i can't fall back where i was before what do you think mr waddington you must have this on your mind sometimes you yourself have only six or seven months left mr waddington sighed do you think that it isn't a nightmare for me too he said gently only i am afraid that wealth will not help you the most vulgar and ignorant people i know are among the wealthiest there is a more genuine simplicity and naturalness among the contented and competent poor than any other class you are wrong burton riches breed idleness riches tempt one to the purchase of false pleasure you would have been better back upon your stool in my office it is too late burton declared a little doggedly i came to ask you if you wanted to join for two more beans they would make you too a director and give you five thousand shares mr waddington shook his head thank you burton he said i would sooner retain my beans i have no interest in your enterprise i think it hateful and abominable i cannot conceive he went on how you burton in your sane mind could have stooped so low as to associate yourself in any way with the thing you don't know what my temptations were burton groaned and therefore mr waddington replied i will not judge you yet do not think that i should ever allow myself to consider your proposition even for a moment tell me you say you've parted with your last bean and my time is almost up burton interrupted beating the table before him only this morning for an instant i was afraid try and keep your thoughts away from it mr waddington advised let me show you these new prints by the by where is your wonderful little boy gone back to his mother burton answered grimly didn't you hear us mention him i left him in my rooms one night and when i came back the whole place was in disorder he was in a filthy state and sobbing for his home my poor fellow mr waddington murmured come i will take you with me to lunch we can spend the afternoon in my library i have some new treasures to show you we will lose ourselves for a short time at least you shall forget End of chapter twenty five